Hello, welcome to episode three of Snap Trek, the Star Trek game show podcast, where we compare two episodes of Star Trek. I am one of your hosts, Ross, and I'm joined by Jen. Hi, Hi. how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you, how are you? Good. Excellent. Um, We break down the Star Trek episodes into a variety of categories, and for each category we select a scene or character or idea or prop, which we think is really great, and then we each award a point to the answer we think is the best. Uh, And we just do it for fun, there's no prizes or trophies, Uh, it's all for the glory. (laughs) Long live the Empire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, this week we are discussing two episodes. The theme is sort of stranded captains, and the episodes under discussion. Uh, well, I, I I was lucky enough to select Arena, which is uh, an original series episode, uh, series one, episode nineteen, as on Netflix. But Netflix, zoom around the middle of season one, you'll find it. Big big green gore. <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> no. And the episode I have is. Uh... Next Generation, Season 5, Episode 3, Darmok. And you can see how both of those sort of link together. The uh, captains, captain versus captain on a strange planet. Almost perfect. Almost if it was waiting for a podcast to come along and compare <laughs> the two of them together. I never would have <laughs> thought to compare the two, but it, it makes sense. <laughs> and it was nice because uh, actually both these episodes I hadn't watched for quite a long time. And it is nice. To, it's nice to watch them both again. Yeah, I it's enjoy, classic Kirk and classic Picard in these episodes too. Yeah, and I think they're both sort of classics for slightly for slightly different reasons, but actually they're both classic. So uh, well matched again. And uh, we don't uh, we don't recap the episodes because we know you all know them so well. So we begin each of our podcasts with a sort of lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Um, Okay, so my arena recap limerick. There was a handsome starship captain. Omnipotent Metrons kidnapped him. He destroyed Cestus Three and threw rocks at James T until Kirk built a gun and then capped him. <laughs> That's great. I love I was it. Pretty pleased with it. I love how you, how you how you managed to get the, the Met- Metrons and the Goran in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. <laughs> Um, and what have you? What have you said? If you haven't done a limerick, you must have written, uh, I don't know, a song. <laughs> well, okay, so for Darmok, I, 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 you know, limerick, you know, it's, it's, for for an episode as serious as, as Darmok, I didn't really feel comfortable doing a limerick. So I thought I, no, I thought I would uh, pay um, pay my respects to the children of Tama and try to recap the episode as they would. <laughs> oh, cool! This is good. Go on then. But as I am not fluent in Tamarian, you know, I had to kind of fill in uh, with uh, some of our own uh, Star Trek meme culture. So oh it's God. kind of a cross between uh, Tamarian and this, Star Trek memes. So this is a, this is a high bar. This is good. <laughs> I'm excited about this. All right, it's called Picard and Dathan at Eladril. Darmok on the ocean. Spock, fingers splayed. Lal, her arm raised, but the ball has passed. <laughs> Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Picard, palm on face. <laughs> the beast at Tanagra. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Sokath, his eyes uncovered. Gilgamesh 
and Enkidu at Uruk. Kirk and Spock separate it, hands on glass. Shaka, when the walls fell. Temba, his arms open. Temba at rest. Darmok and Jalad on the ocean. Picard and Dathan at Eladril. That was really good. That was excellent. That was <laughs> Thank you. That was hilarious. And <laughs> touching. You. I was like, God, she's, she's really crossing all the themes here. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> that was really excellent. Thank you. That was, a, that. That was a new high. That was a new <laughs> We have to pull my finger out next time round. That was a, that was phenomenal. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. All right. Well, I hope the, I hope the rest of the podcast can live up to that. <laughs> okay, so we should uh, crack on and get through our, our categories and see see which the episode is going to win. I, and I think there's quite a lot of similarity. Actually, I, I was a bit worried that you'd get the you had the really like powerful episode, which you know quite a lot of emotional resonance, and I was getting the sort of campy '60s, you know. Kirk fights a big monster, but actually, there was a lot of emotion in the ring. So I'm hoping I found some good choices which are going to uh, give you a run for your money. You know, there really is. I, I mean, of course, Kirk fighting the fighting the Gorn is amazingly hilarious. You know, that will never not be funny. No. But there really is. There's a there's a lot of meat to that story, and and how Kirk responds to everything that happens. It's it's yeah. it's really interesting. And actually, the first sort of third of the episode is like a ground war. It's not even right. going on even in it. It's like a war zone. It's very yeah. different. And it takes a while. It took me a while to sort of get back into it. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot that they go through all of this preamble before it even gets right. to the planet. Right. But I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So, so uh, let, let's crack on with some, some of our choices. We'll see what we've got. So our, our first category is... Um, Oh, actually, what are we going for first category? I think we should go for, we should just crack right in. What was the best scene? What scene did you select to be the best one? What's the best scene in Darmok? Okay, so for me, the best scene in Darmok is after Picard figures out the language um, and, you know, they, they fight the beast and uh, Captain um, Dathan gets hurt. And later on, they are sitting around a campfire, and the campfire scene is 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 my pick here. So this is mm -hmm. Picard uh, trying to learn more about the language um, that that he just he just figured out how it works. So he he tries to get more uh, information from from Dathan, and in return, Dathan asks for information from Picard, and Picard shares one of our human myths, and it's just such a beautiful exchange of cultures and information and and it, it's 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 just it's very t it's just a very touching scene yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion there it was, and it's 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 so star trek yeah. isn't it? that idea that you know we have actually gone we've gone beyond uh, a fight we've gone beyond an argument we're going to try and come to a mutual understanding right. and we'll both be better off for right. it and it is it, it it is really and you know it's nice to see picard this is totally his arena oh, as yeah. well because it's not it's not fighting it's not battling the beast which he did all right I mean, he did all right <laughs> he got pushed out of the way and then he was being beamed away for quite a long time tough but yeah <laughs> but it's all about, but it's all about the you know uh, the the first right. contact the the greeting the um the sort of ambassador ambassador yeah 
yes, the cultural exchange here is what's yeah. so so lovely about this in, in the, you know this entire episode, but especially that scene. You know, especially that it takes. I love that it takes place around a campfire where you would traditionally tell stories too. You know, yeah, it's, it's such a lovely mo- Star Trek moment. Ah, oh, love it. And, and and that's you know what I, I wonder if Arena had gone on for another twenty minutes whether something like that might have happened right between Kirk and the Gorn <laughs> but actually the fight and the, the 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 big you know that's the big end right it, whereas here they they put the big fight in the middle and then you know it's much more about well what are we learning from this how are we going to grow so it is uh, it's a really good scene and it's the you know it's the scene that sort of the whole episode hinges on yeah that sort of real understanding. Okay, how oh. about for Arena? Okay, so I didn't go for I didn't go for the anything uh, with the actual Gorn in. I waited. I, I went for a scene a little earlier on. No, no rock it, again, no, Come on. Do you know what I've <laughs> I've written the whole thing about throwing a rock. There is a scene. This isn't the scene I chose. There is a scene where Captain Kirk runs up the mountain. And he's going to push a boulder on the unsuspecting <laughs> Gorn. And he has, he's like, he sat there on the mountain and he looks at the boulder and he has this moment of almost like cartoon realization right, as the idea right. occurs to him. <laughs> um, and uh, what I like is well, the Gorn is at the bottom, like sharpening a spear, <laughs> chuckling to yeah. himself like a little gremlin. I love that part. And I really that part is laugh. so funny. And then Kurt pushes the boulder down <laughs> and the Gorn gets squashed, but then he gets back up yeah. reasonably quickly. And then Kurt runs away and gets tangled in like a vine yes. and falls <laughs> over like a 1930s heroine running away from a mummy. That's the perfect <laughs> That's analogy like, for that. Yeah. Really Oh, that's so funny. It was really, really okay. terrible. I, and I laughed a lot. I didn't choose that scene. Runner up. Yeah, runner up scene. I chose the scene where um, it's just after they've beamed back from, from Cestus 3, the war zone, um, and they've got the feedback from the, the guy they found down there, and Kirk and Spock are in, I think it's I think it's Kirk's quarters, and they, they're having a, a disagreement about what this all could mean. Um, and you know, Kirk is quite angry, you know, and he's been really, you know, the threat is clear and immediate. There's an invasion. And Spock is sort of countering him and saying, well, you know, actually there's a couple of explanations we could think here. And Kirk just asserts that he's correct. And you can see Spock acquiesce to this, but not before he gives Kirk a look like, you know, you can't right. know this. You know, you're angry and you're, you're telling me that this has happened, but I know that you know you you can't possibly know this. But even so, you know, Spock, Spock he, you know, Captain's been emotional. He just sort of lets Kirk get on with it. But that idea worms its way into Kirk, and that's sort of really essential for the rest of the show. You know, the idea of the idea that actually we don't know what happened at Cestus Three. We saw them we saw them be destroyed. Uh, but we don't know what led up to that. We don't know what the, the aggressors were thinking. We don't know why they did it. It's too much to just jump in and say this is an invasion. And that sort of interaction between Kirk and Spock, I think, is really like that's classic Kirk and Spock. Kirk is going full, going, you know, high gear. We're going to have a war. And Spock is like, actually, if we thought about this logically, there's quite a few other things that could be involved. And I just thought it was a really nice, shows them really nicely, plays out through the rest of the episode. The themes in this scene really follow all the way through. 
sort of the heart of the episode as well at the end like we don't know you know right it was a tragedy but we don't know what caused it and maybe it doesn't have to be this way so it was a pretty it was a pretty good scene thought it was quite powerful and uh it's just nice nice bit of kirk and spock oh yeah that's a wonderful classic kirk and and spock moment um uh, of course, I mean, you, you can't blame Kirk for feeling emotional when he sees this entire colony destroyed, you know, no. and and the fact that he has Spock, you know, to kind of talk him down from that is why those two mesh so so well together. And Oh, that, that's a great scene. It really stood out as I was watching it because I was sure I was going to yeah. go for like a, a Gorn scene, but I thought as I watched it, like, <laughs> this is really good and this is, you know, you could, yeah. pull, you could pull back all the rest of the episode to what happened in that scene. Right, because that's that's what the episode's about. Uh, it, we think of the Gorn right away just because they happen to create an alien that's just so, um, <laughs> you know, just so memorable and yeah. you know, in a lot, in so many ways that that's what you think of first. But this scene is is what the episode's, you know, kind of purpose is, yeah. and and that's an excellent choice. Uh, yeah. So, I guess it's it's where do we award the points? Uh, this is a pretty tough one. Um, I I do like the scene you've picked. I think I think I'm going to go for my. I think my scene. I think my. I think I really like the, the Kirk and Spock scene. I think I'm going to give my point to the Kirk and Spock, in a because I just I, I do think it was a really it, it just pulled the whole episode together and it was a sort of center point. I really liked it. That's a great scene, but my point is definitely to Darmok. That's one of my favorite Star Trek scenes of all time. Not not just that episode, not just Next Generation of all of Star Trek. So, Darmok. Yeah, understand. <laughs> all right. So we went for one or one point eight. Right, round one, one point eight. Okay, what's the what, what's the second uh, category we're going for? Okay, for category two, we're gonna go with uh, most ingenuity from a captain. So what do you have for arena? I I didn't go for the obvious one because obviously at the end of it, at the end of the episode, Kirk is creating the gunpowder and he makes a little mm-hmm. cannon and he shoots the Gorn. Um, that's that's pretty ingenious. It is. Um, I, I'd never have thought of that. <laughs> and even if I had thought of it, I literally would have no idea how to do it. Right. So I probably have more luck crafting a hand phaser than I would, <laughs> <laughs> than I would making a cannon. I'd still um, be stuck at rocks, probably. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, when they start off the episode, he gets down there and he pulls off a tree branch. Right. And I was like, is that, is that the best he's going to do? Is, is, is that where that's going? Um, so I didn't go for the obvious uh, creating the gunpowder. I didn't go for throwing a rock at the Gorn, which I could have done. Uh, I actually went for the very end of the episode, probably the best and most ingenious piece of uh, thinking from Captain Kirk was was Kirk not killing the Gorn captain. Yes. It was him standing over the Gorn with the Gorn spear in his hand and realising that the United Federation of Planets might actually be in the wrong, or there might be another side to this story. And if you are in you know if you're trying to if you're demonstrating humanity to a race of omnipotent beings who've kidnapped you killing your fallen uh your fallen enemy is not going to put you in a very good light so i think his his the biggest thing that he does is to look at the bigger picture show mercy to the gorn 
and and sort of think about what Spock had told him. You know, Spock had said, you can't know this. But, you know, he had his gut instinct before that it was wrong. But now he'd taken his time. He'd had to think. And in the heat of the moment, he thought, no, I've got a better idea. I'm not going to do this. And we'll play it out differently. Or we'll find a different path. And I thought that was pretty ingenious. It was very Star Trek. And it was... Uh, it was a it was a nice ending because I think if if he had just killed the Gorn, we wouldn't think very highly of him at all. We'd think right. you know, that was a pretty gross <laughs> thing to do. But he didn't, you know. Perhaps perhaps there was a, you know, th- that's putting out the hand of friendship or turning on the cheek to an enemy who was, you know, has done some pretty bad things. But we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt because we don't know what has actually happened. I think that's an excellent pick. Uh, I- I, I like this because if if Kirk wasn't so upset about um, if if yeah. Kirk wasn't so upset about Cestus three, I don't know if they would have fought at all. He might have in the beginning, you know, tried to reason with the Gore, and I don't know. But um, just yeah. the fact that he's able to, you know, look past that and remember who he was, who Starfleet was, and like you said, what Spock said at the end. Yeah, it was was obviously the right call, even if that didn't lead to to the Metrons, you know, <laughs> releasing them. But but because it did, that that was obviously the key to the episode. So that that's a great pick. Yeah, I think if we, yeah if we done if we done anything else, it, it would look so bad for us. It, we we couldn't have we couldn't have possibly come back come back from that. Right, it was the right thing to do, and it also you know showed the Metrons that we had promise or whatever he says. Yeah. Yes. Yes, maybe in fifteen hundred years will be best buds. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, what did you choose for most ingenious, uh, most ingenuity from a captain? What was your okay? So Picard here, obviously figuring out the structure of the Tamarian language was ingenious. I don't know if I would have been able to figure it out. Who knows? You know, <laughs> that's one of those things. I, I mean, uh, y- you could see his wheels turning the whole time he's on the planet, you know, and, and also an- another move similar to yours for Kirk was, you know, he didn't fight, you know, even though that's what he thought Captain Dathan wanted. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. Yes, but, yeah. but my pick for most ingenuity comes from uh, the point that he, okay. He figures out the language, right? But then he goes to, to from figuring it out in a very, very short time to being able to speak it well enough to explain to the first officer what happened on the planet so that he could understand him. And to me, that that final scene where he's, you know, he he, he gets uh, beamed back up and he r- rushes to the bridge because the Enterprise and, and you know, the Samarians are, are fighting mm-hmm. and he manages to convey in their own language what happened. And that was an amazing display. Um, yeah, I I couldn't manage that. I think I think I think I'd have figured out not killing the Gorn. I think I knew that was right. the wrong thing to do. But but I think running up to the bridge and knowing right. what to say to stop the to stop the fight, I'd not right. know what to say. It's I, like, uh, me, it's like me, you know, I, I take how many life. years of Spanish and, and I can I can read something, but being able to say it back to someone who's a you know a native speaker and have them understand what I'm saying, I don't think I can still do that after how many year, you know years that I've been taking Spanish. So. The minute I'm in Barcelona and need a sandwich, it all just leaves. <laughs> exactly, I've got no idea. Right. <laughs> so for him to do that in, in that short amount of time, I think was was just amazing. So that's my pick. Yeah. 
to be honest, yeah, I mean, actually, the whole thing of him because when he learns the language in battle, you know, that that, right. that sort of big electric beast is there, and he's like, "Oh, you, it's a metaphor," and I was like. <laughs> I would never have caught that. Uh, that would not have come through to me. I'd have just been stabbed by that triceratops. Yep. That's all that happened. <laughs> I, I'd, have, I'd have been dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, it is a genius. And, you know, I like to think that I, you know, if we're going to talk about points, I like to think that I probably, I wouldn't have killed the Gorn myself. <laughs> right. That's the wrong thing to do. But I never, I never would have known what to say. If I'd run back to the bridge, I'd have just... Babble some nonsense out. So I'm, I'm going to give my point to 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 Picard because it really is an impressive sort of intellectual feat, right? And it really is, you know, it's so much pressure on him to get it right, but he did get it right, and you know, and such tension as well because their captain is dead, right? And he has to explain that as well. Yeah. Like, and and I know it's bad, but the message he wanted to convey. I got it. I got the message, and I can prove it to you. Right. During the middle of a battle, too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. My, my my points going to Picard too. I, I don't I don't want to reward Kirk for doing what he should. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You didn't yeah. kill anyone. Man. Good job. <laughs> you know. No, I, I totally understand why you picked that moment. So I'm I'm gonna go with Picard for that one too. So that's two more points for Darmok. Okay. Okay. Three one. <laughs> okay. Round three. I'm going to go for uh, coolest alien. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, what what did you get? What did you get for coolest alien? I went first last time. Okay. So obviously, my alien uh, species—the only one we well, I guess we see two, yeah. right? We see the beast yeah. at Tanagra, but I didn't pick him. <laughs> I picked. The children of Tama, obviously, uh, they're they're uh, they're you know they're friendly and open, um, and we know if if you know Captain Dathan is if he's a good example of of the children of Tama, we know they're brave and resourceful and intelligent. So they're pretty cool species. Yeah, I mean it's a good alien, a good alien choice. Yeah. Uh, I did like the the sort of the, the beast, the the, the electronic <laughs> tr- sort of triceratops sort of rock the, thing. Uh, that yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, I wish you could see it. An just energy just beast. Fraction yeah. More, yeah, it, yeah. I did like it, um, but obviously, I you know choosing the choo- choosing the Temerians was the was the best. Right. Because they are <laughs> a really great species, and I'm. Do you know what? I suppose is, is that it's almost disappointing that we haven't seen them again since because. That was such a big right. challenge to overcome the sort of language barrier. But once you've done that, you know, you still really don't know anything about their, their culture or their, you know, what they're like. If they have right. this sort of really different way of thinking about language and sort of how they are cognizant of the world around them. Well, what's their, what's their, their life like? How do, they, how do they exist? How do they live? What do they do? We've never, we've never delved any deeper. It would have been really interesting to know that. It would have been. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. So, uh, so, so. for... My coolest alien. I had two choices. I could either go for the Metrons or the Gorn, and you know, I, I, I've got to go for the Gorn. Phew! Uh, the, yay! The, <laughs> I had my fingers crossed there. So, the, sometimes no, you throw a curveball, but no, there's no <laughs> I love way, the Gorn. <laughs> there's no way I could not choose the Gorn. He's big. He's green. You know, we've gone beyond like a molded forehead or a funny wig. You know, this is a full costume. He is genuinely monstrous. Um, 
in the in the remasters he blinks, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> my my only criticism of his the criticism of him is he never bites Kirk. There was a point where he had his like, oh, yeah. like vampire bite him. Thought that'd been great for his massive jaws to snap open and clamp down on Kirk's neck. Would have ended the show, but oh, yeah, it would have definitely. been a really, really interesting thing to see. <laughs> I actually think this is probably the only time I prefer the original series Gorn, the original series Species, to like a later reintroduction of the species. Um, In a mirror, darkly. Yeah, yeah. When yep. I, I, I don't mind that Gorn. I don't, I don't mind it, but it's not as good as this Gorn. It, I, I don't either. I keep telling myself it's it's a mirror universe Gorn, so it's a little different. Yeah. That's okay, <laughs> but I prefer I, the original too. I, I, yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? I, I do think you know they could have done so much with it, and it was like, well, right. it's a CGI lizard man. But the Gorn, it's so good, and you know he is a little one note. You know, <laughs> big slumbering, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, you know, chosen Gorn because the Metrons are not cool. Uh, right. They're represented on the screen by some squiggly colours, and by like a, a tween in a shimmering spot, <laughs> uh, shimmering smock in real life. Uh, so I have to go for the Gorn. I love the Gorn. Yeah, I I, I love the Gorn too. That's a great pick. Um, I, I I really the inter- one of the interesting uh, things uh, about the Gorn is is that you know they are reptiles. They're reptilian, and I love when when Kirk's, uh, you know, doing his little journal entry and he says, I, you know, I have to remind myself, you know, I, I, you know, I share an aversion that many humans have to reptiles mm. and I have to remember that this is, you know, this is a sentient species with intelligence and, yeah. and you know, I have to get like over captain that. Captain of his own starship. Yeah, yeah, captain of a starship. And, and, I, and I, I like that, what that forces, you know, Kirk, Kirk to, he, to uh, think like that. I, I thought that was interesting. And, and the Gorin are just... I mean, they're iconic because they're awesome. They, they are iconic, but that only that one episode, because I really thought about this yeah. afterwards. Like the species we moved on with from TOS are the Klingons, the Romulans. You could argue the 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 Andorians, but right. the Klingons, the Vulcans, and the Romulans—they're the species we we took from the original series and and moved on in the next generation right. and on from there. But we could, we could have had the Gorn as well. I mean, they pop up quite early on in the first season. We right. never seen them again. And they 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 seem like they would be good reoccur- reoccurring bad guys, you know. But yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I did like that. In a mirror, darkly um, added the Gorn. Like that was amazing <laughs> to me. That, that like in a in a episode full of just every kind of you know tos homage you can imagine I- i'm really glad that they added the gore into that was a nice touch <laughs> I-, I thought it was i thought it was great i didn't i, I did know it's gone they right. tell you it's a gorn i probably wouldn't have known it was a gorn yeah it just looks like it. what is flax calls it a, a raptor like a velociraptor i think it was yeah. <laughs> pretty 90s thing to call yeah, it but yeah, yeah. yeah. but still it, it was nice of them to you know to think of the gorn i think you know <laughs> Yeah, so I, I chose the Gorn. I think if we if we're considering points, points go to the Gorn for me. The the Gorn is good, but I, I I really like the language aspect of the Temerians. I know that is a bit that is their that's their shtick for this episode. But right. they're both only one episode species. Well, the Gorn come, does come back in Enterprise, but 
I absolutely love the way they speak. I love the idea. I love that. Um, is it who who directed this episode? Who wrote this episode? Was it Minoski? Uh, oh, gee, I don't this know. Episode? I, I should not remember. That, I? Did <laughs> I only know it because I've been reading about Lethe recently, and I think that's right. Um, but I just think so much thought has gone into this episode. So much thought has gone into that species. It wasn't just a case of we've plastered a, a forehead on and given them a spaceship. We've really thought about how these guys are going to think and act. And so my point is going to go to the Tamarians. They, they I, I are great. great. Uh, oh, yes, it was. Jo- the t- the, yes, it was written by Joe Minoski. Um, okay. And he, came, yes. he wrote Lethe as well, uh, the, yep. the Discovery episode. And it's it's another cracking episode. With You can just f- see right. how much thought has gone into it. And... Uh, you know, I, I need to seek out other stuff he's written because if it's that powerful, <laughs> I'll probably my, enjoy it. My point is going to the Gorn. I have to admit, I just love the Gorn. I, I... I'm, <laughs> I'm glad the point. I, he, he, he does, does deserve one. He does deserve. Okay, so each each episode gets a point. So now we're uh, Darbuck has five and Arena has three. We could still turn this around. We could still turn this around, Arena. All right. Okay, round four. We're, uh, the category is most supportive crew member. Who do you have for Arena? I I really only had one choice. There wasn't. I mean, all the you know, Kirk's on the Kirk's on the ground. The crew's all watching him. You know, a whore is there with their fist in their mouth. But it's Spock oh. all the way through. Spock is listening to Kirk. He is uh, disagreeing with him when necessary. He is saying the right thing. He knows what Kirk's going to do. He knows Kirk inside out. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He's supporting him. He's assisting him. He's offering him alternate paths. Ultimately, he does what he's, he does what he's told. You know, he's giving him these options, but he's doing what the captain says. And that's because they have that sort of dynamic whereby one has logic and one has his gut. And they find a great middle ground between them. And this is a great example of how they've done that. Um, but he, you know, he was completely, he was, as, a, as a, as an XO, I mean, Spock isn't the XO, is he? Or is he? Yeah, I suppose he's the XO. Yeah, he's the, he's the XO. He does an absolutely bang up job. He's right there. Um, and then when they're watching him on screen, he sees that Kirk could build a gun. So before we all know about this, he, he, he sees that Kirk could construct gunpowder. And you can see how he's willing Kirk to like, just do it. Just you know, think to your chemistry, think about what you what you can see around you. Um, and he's you can see how he doesn't look pleased, but he is satisfied that Kirk is. Oh, he does. Right. He, he looks pleased. That's that's look my pleased. favorite Spock <laughs> moment of the episode. He does. He looks so proud of Kirk <laughs> when Kirk figures out the gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> Good. He almost like you can see him almost going yes, you know, as much as a Vulcan could go yes, you know. And he just says good. He re- so yeah, right, right, right. And, and I was like, such That's a great it. Spock moment. You know, even when you're not there, this guy's like, come on, I know you can do it. I suppose his life is in the balance as well. I suppose he hadn't thought. You know, there is a selfish aspect as well, but y- you know. Oh no, uh, that that was just pure like scientific, you know, pr- pride in his friend of figuring out how to science <laughs> yeah. when know? he said oh if that if i'm not mistaken that's potassium sulfate and i was like really <laughs> i was like that's oh, like yeah. flour right. <laughs> <laughs> it is right oh that's funny so yeah i, I went for spock because 
who else is going to, you know, arguably Bones is going to support Kirk as much as Spock does, but in this episode, it was all Spock. Exactly. Definitely. Okay. What about so, you? Who, who, who was your most supportive crew member? Because you've got a range here. There's a, yes. there's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Riker, obviously, I mean, he will, will not stop at anything, you know, to get his captain back. Like, but uh but i didn't pick Riker. i actually had to go there's there's one scene that makes me laugh every time so i had to go with wharf <laughs> right. and the reason okay. I, the reason i picked wharf um they're you know they're they're discussing what to do you know and jordy you know they, go ahead i know i know this i know what you're gonna say <laughs> so yeah yeah it's a great line so so you know jordy's explaining how you know they come up with the, the you know tech techno babble way to to you know to yeah. that they can beam him back up and and jordy's like it's gonna take a day you know at least a day to do it and, and uh troy goes um picard could be dead by then you know and Worf goes goes i have confidence in his ability as a warrior he will be victorious <laughs> that is exactly i to say that that is I just that line just gets me every time because it's such a perfect wharf, you know, Klingon line, and and he could, and he really does believe it with every ounce of his being that you know Picard yeah. would be victorious in in a, in a battle, you know, as as a warrior. <laughs> I just love I, it. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because that is so funny, and he does say it, it's and he's so really good. yes, uh, yes. Yeah, and he's like almost as if he can't believe other people don't think it. Right, well. like, right. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I believe the captain will be victorious. Exactly. Um, oh, I love that. And then later on, I mean, he is like, like Worf, you know, take, is the one that takes the shuttle to try to get him back. And, and, you know, and he follows orders when Riker tells him to turn around, but you could see in his eyes how, like, how he yeah. wouldn't have, he would have been like, you know, even he though he knew he couldn't, yeah, yeah, he wanted to land, even though he knew he wouldn't be able to take off again. He still wanted to go and, absolutely, you know, and, and back up Picard. So, so Worf, uh, definitely gets my my vote for that this yeah category. you know what that's, that's a really good choice <laughs> um I, I wondered as well i wonder if you could have gone for the chill the actual the xo of the temerian ship oh because he is following the captain's orders to the letter even though his captain's mm -hmm. life even though he knows what's happening yeah and he's seeing captain getting mauled by the uh t sort of triceratops right. rock electron <laughs> the beast yeah, the yeah. beast. He's, he knows it's happening. Still, he doesn't beam the light. He knows how important it is and how important it is to his, his captain. Mm -hmm. Because he gave the same sort of spiel to the captain, didn't he? They had an argument right, in the very beginning. Right. Terrible idea. Don't go down yeah. there because we know that beast. And you're going to kill yourself proving to them how our language works. But he thinks it's so important. He's going to go down and do it anyway. Right. And and he has to just sit there and watch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he keeps, stop yeah, his captain. And he, and he keeps the, you know, what it, the... Sh the shields or the exactly, <laughs> whatever they have blocking, exactly. you know, blocking the planet. He still keeps it up, even though he can, he can see what's happening scattering. too. Yeah. That's that. Would... Yeah. I, I thought that was great. Uh, I thought that was a, it was great that he had a crew who were looking out for him right. just as much. Right. All right. As far as points go, I, I, I you know, I, I love, I love Worf and, uh, and, and he was really supportive of Picard, but I mean, this is a very, very classic episode episode of of spock uh being a perfect um perfect compliment to kirk so my points go to kirk, uh, spock i think i'm gonna agree with you because i do i do like that i do like that scene with Worf. but i think again yeah i think that the, the spock and kirk dynamic all the way through this episode is really strong 
and and this is just an, another another aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so I'm also going to give my point to Spock and uh, his amazing visual chemistry skills. Yes, well, you know, if I'm not mistaken, because you himself is it right? Okay, so that's uh, five what's up. The, what's the scores on the doors? Five four. <laughs> God. Final category. So last category is a classic. We always go here. Um, best line. What's the best line in the episode? Okay. okay, so my best line. Of course, I had to go with, with a line in Tamer- the Tamerian language. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, th- well, and the reason I picked this, I picked uh, my best line is Solkath, his eyes uncovered. And the reason I picked that one is because this happens right after they, you know, they, they fight the beast together and Picard finally figures out the language and Paul Winfield's delivery when he says, so Kath, his eyes uncovered makes us know what it means, even though this is literally the first time we're hearing those words, but we know exactly what he means by his, his fabulous delivery and Picard gets this wonderful smile on his face <laughs> you know and this just this great moment of understanding between the two captains and you know it's just it, it's it's i love that line it was it's perfectly it, said because he, he, he does deliver it really nice he looks right up right. To his eyes are out, he, his, uh, he looks up at the sky he's right. fine so relieved that finally Picard got it <laughs> Yeah, and and we knew, we don't know that one. We've never heard him say that yet, but we know exactly what he means. Yeah, oh, no, I just love it. Really, it's a really nice line, and actually, all the Tamaria language stuff—it's so quotable. I mean, it is, it is. You see it on Twitter all the time. It's always right. there <laughs> because it's just such a nice. It sounds so nice, and some of it doesn't have some of it doesn't have meaning but i suppose we imbue it with meaning <laughs> exactly. with tone and you know we, we we give it a sort of life of its own yeah no it's nothing isn't it but that one that one's a that one is one that you know what it means right you know it's always okay he finally sees what's going on he's he's, he's understood yeah that's a nice line i like that a lot uh i've also uh selected a line spoken by the opposing captain ah um, interesting <laughs> And it was uh, the sort of very late on. Uh, Kirk realizes he can communicate with the Gorn captain via the little recording device he's got. They can chat to each other, and he's been burbling away into this machine. And Gorn's been listening to everything he's saying. Um, and <laughs> eventually, the Gorn just contacts him, and he's like, "Earthling, <laughs> Earthling." <laughs> But the line is, the Gorn obviously has been wandering around. He's a reptile as well, so the sun must be doing him no favours right. whatsoever. He's absolutely boiling hot. He's strolling around. He's got his little uh, spear that he's made. He says, I weary of the chase. Wait for me. I shall be merciful and quick. <laughs> <laughs> you think, well, that sounds appealing. <laughs> I will just sit here and wait for you to arrive. Your death will be <laughs> quick. <laughs> Just I know, I know. I thought that was a really, you know, it's very villainous. Yes. Um, 
it, it really crosses the line between villainous and bored, right. which I think is a hard line to tread for an action oriented <laughs> sci-fi right, right. And it does. It does have both yeah. those aspects in it. It's like, come on, just let me kill yeah. you already so we can go home. <laughs> come on. I thought, I thought it was quite funny. And I, I did struggle. I watched this episode. And I was like, there's no standout lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really struggling to think. There's lots of standout right. ideas and there's standout, you know, if we done if we done best you know scenery, I'd have won hands down because those those beautiful rocks. I mean, they're they're an iconic. <laughs> the rocks, right yeah, now. you got to give it up to the rocks. But, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I was like best line, and then well, I watched it, and I was like, oh, that that's a lovely line. And I remember I've I've said that to someone else before when somebody was waiting for me. I I texted it to them. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I do, I do, I do enjoy that line. It's it's nicely one. delivered. It's one of the few things the Gorn captain actually says, and it you know it, it doesn't it doesn't add anything to him because it does it it just represents him exactly slow lumbering evil murdering captain right yeah there's no nuance to to, to the Gorn like that's all we know about them is that they're you know destroy you know colonies and yeah. you know <laughs> want to kill you yeah we, and that's it. And that's it. We don't know, but we give them so much right. benefit of the doubt. That unless the whole thing is hinged on look, we this is how they present. But maybe right. and we uh, yeah, and we never got to find out. It's a bummer. We never got <laughs> to find out. So uh, points wise, and where do you, where do you uh, give your points? It's, it's it's close, but Darmok, because that's just. I mean, it's so iconic. It's just, and that—that's all. That's just one of my favorite moments to in Trek too. When when he when they finally have an understanding of the language and and he, just the the joy when Paul, you know, Paul Winfield's delivery of that line is is really special. So Darmok for me. This is tough for me because I do enjoy the line that I've picked, but it it hasn't got the the power right. of the line you selected. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure any of the lines in Arena are as powerful as any right. of the Temerian lines. I think right. you would have picked any Temerian, and I'd have probably gone with you. Um, but I am going to give my point to uh, the the line you selected. Okay. Uh, to so, final scores: Darmok seven, Arena five. So Darmok wins this week. Well, you know what? I think Arena put up a good fight. Uh, <laughs> it really. I hope you're not going to kill me. <laughs> And but I will be merciful. Thank you. Thank you. And the Metrons will see great vision in you. And, uh, right. and yes, you will win. Uh. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Actually, that's a really interesting. I've really enjoyed talking about these two episodes. Yeah, and actually, both wonderful classic episodes. When we picked them, I think I, we picked them with sort of a, like a bit tongue in cheek, like "haha, two captains." But actually. There is a lot of depth to both of these episodes, and they do compare yes. really nicely. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, think about uh, one thing I was thinking about when I was rewatching them was w- what would have happened if Picard, if you put Picard in the arena s- situation, and if you put Kirk in the Darmok situation, and how different those episodes would have been. Mm. You know. Yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah, you're you're really right. They would have been very different episodes. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to think about. Did it even have the same conclusions? Because I, I, I know right. Picard wouldn't have fought the Gorn from the off. And right. That could have been yeah. very poor for that, you know, not a great idea. But, yeah, but then the Gorn probably wouldn't have responded to that. He probably would have just tried to kill Picard anyway. 
mm-hmm. you know? So Picard would have had to defend himself at, you know, I most likely to, based on what we know about the Gorn. <laughs> you know? Yes. And I think but I don't know. If Kirk had been down that, on uh, Aladri, Aladri, what was it called? Aladrill, yeah. Aladrill. I think he'd have definitely got a, a judo chop in or a kick in before they settled their <laughs> right, Before he figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if there's like a comic book in that somewhere. Like, you know, <laughs> what ifs? What if it had been Captain Picard instead of Captain Kirk? Oh, you you could play that game with a lot of different episodes. Like, yeah. what what would the other captains have done? That, I often that's think always that Tuvix particularly. Yes. Every captain would have done something entirely different. Yeah. Uh, every single yeah. captain would have would have responded differently. <laughs> yeah. I, I really would love to see that played out. Six yeah. Months. Definitely. Um. Okay, well, this has been a really enjoyable episode to talk about. I'm sorry that I've coughed and sneezed all the way through it, but I am. I can edit that out, yay. (laughs) Forget how much talking for an hour takes out of you. Right. Um, (laughs) Next episode, I think we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to focus on time loop episodes, uh, magic to make the sanest man go mad versus cause and effect. I, I I think at some point this was going to be done because they're too brilliant time loop episodes and i think we have a lot we can discuss we'll come up with our categories and figure out which episode's gonna gonna top the other mm-hmm. and if and if we don't like what happens we could do it again the week <laughs> again <after>. and again <laughs> oh, until until we get the episode <laughs> That's we right. until we get it just right <laughs> exactly uh if you enjoyed the episode or if you didn't enjoy the episode you can let us know on twitter at snaptrack uh you can contact me ross also on twitter uh, at strtrk1701 and you can contact me on twitter um, at edatquarks and that's our episode we will see you next time bye <laughs>